Çadırımın üstüne şıp dedi damladı Çadırımın üstüne şıp dedi damladı Allah canımı almadı almadı Allah canımı almadı almadı Veresiye vere vere kalmadı kalmadı Veresiye vere vere kalmadı kalmadı Allah canımı almadı almadı Allah WDX Harmony. Are you ready for the end of the world? <laughs> I'm trying to be evil there, but... Are you ready for the end of the world? Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show that we try to bring you world news on a local level. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And OccupyUpdatesDaily.blogspot.com. The House of Representatives have recently passed the No Budget, No Pay Bill, which now makes its way over to the Senate. The bill would make it so that if the lawmakers do not pass all the necessary budgeting and spending bills to fund the government, they would not receive a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sounds like a good plan, you know. I bet that will motivate them to sort it all out. Yeah. If you would like to um, sign the petition, um, let us know, and we will email you the big long link. Our email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Um yeah, I mean, if they're not providing the budget for America, they are part of the budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they're not providing the budget, we know line item number one to uh, <laughs> to eliminate. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, but, um, I mean, part of the whole argument is they need to work on the budget and compromise, right? Yeah. Isn't that the whole point? That's the idea. That everybody has to work on and compromise Otherwise, you can't spend the money. Yeah. Now, that definitely does not work in Illinois. No. <laughs> it's just like... So, 
Let us see. The four occupiers from Little Rock who were arrested last May for refusing to leave their encampment will no longer be facing charges for those actions. The prosecution is apparently dropping the charges since all four stayed out of trouble since then, but the occupiers believe that they simply couldn't prosecute them for exercising their freedom of speech and assembly. So... I mean, we have freedom of speech and assembly in this country. It's like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I have yet to exercise it. Yeah, I've I've heard we do. It's like, <laughs> um, maybe I should exercise it and see if I get um in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's one of the ways you can tell if you actually have freedom of speech and assembly. Anyone can say anything they want, but then they can say it once. You know, <laughs> just like, and then they they get taken away if they're not allowed to say it. Huh. Um. Well, I saw this video on the internet of um, some rapper who does not like Obama. Yeah. Number one, he got invited to an inauguration party, not the inauguration party. I mean, there's like a hundred parties that happen that weekend, right? Yeah. It's like the political weekend. Everybody comes to town, so there's parties everywhere. But apparently this rapper, um, well, number one, he shouldn't have been invited, period, because the majority of his songs tend to be um, political. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then, of course, it's getting a lot, he's getting a lot more play on the internet because the organizer of the, of the event shut off his microphone and the lights to the stage <laughs> in the middle of one of his, um, um, someone commented that, you know, after his, like, 30th minute of rapping about hating Obama, <laughs> they decided to shut him off. But yeah. it's like every one of his songs is like that. So oh, it's not yeah. Like, it's, it's not just one, one song. Rap. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's so, funny. Um, of course, you know, the video of the, you know, it looks like the Secret Service, but it's just the events organizers hustle him off the stage um, has gotten a lot of play on the Internet. Um yeah. And of course they're hyping it up as inauguration p party gets shut down cuz he's anti Obama. <laughs> yeah. But it was not and you know the video is um not the secret service it's just the event uh, yeah, security. Yeah. Event security, yeah. So And you know private event event security I suppose they've got their own taste but Yeah. But it does I mean, look kind of bad. They obviously didn't look up his <laughs> yeah his lyrics. They're like, oh, we've heard he does songs about Obama. Let's get that guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see what other. Uh, this is news serious, intense, breaking news. For the first time in the history of its being, the Sierra Club is about to engage in civil disobedience in an attempt to stop the tar stands pipeline that would likely devastate any ecosystem near it. Yes. We will be back with more information later in the half hour. Yes. I've been following that story. <laughs> uh, all right, none of the news. Why, why won't officials charge the bankers on Wall Street with any of their obvious crimes? Everybody knows what they did was against the law and fully chargeable, well, uh, yet nothing happens. It can't be that the officials, you know, know that if they charge them, they will no longer have access to that money. <laughs> yeah, they won't get those campaign donations anymore. It's like... Well, sometimes I wonder things like, you know, like the House Oversight Committee. I think it makes a lot of oversights, you know. <laughs> sometimes I think these things are named ironically. <laughs> um, this is not named ironically. Millions of people in Africa have died as a direct result of big pharmacy and the USA's 
blockage of generic prescription AIDS medication due to a trade agreement. Yeah. What kind of agreement willingly lets people die for a profit? Well, apparently our country. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we support our um, companies before people. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's it's, it's like a sort of two-faced thing that goes on, too. Like, politicians will voice concern about the AIDS crisis, but then they will let things like that happen where there are drugs that can treat people with AIDS, and yet... They don't get those because they don't want to let the generic ones go through. All right, so let's see. In other news, as war still goes on and protests continue on the home front, more and more individuals in the U.S. are becoming concerned with drones and what they mean for us as a citizenry and a country. And there's, uh, if, you, if you subscribe to the newsletter, we've got links to articles about this and other topics. Um, yeah, drones. Drones are kind of concerning, you know, like unmanned well, it, vehicles. It wasn't concerning until now they're talking about flying them over the U.S. Yeah, in as early as 2014. Yeah, I mean, we well, didn't care. We didn't care about them flying over other countries. Yeah, we didn't care about other people getting bombed and surveilled by drones. Yeah, well, these drones are not going to do any bombs. Yeah, you know, that's, they're, they're going to be unmanned and un, um, armed. unarmed. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the claim anyway. My concern is that once you've got a bunch of drones flying around in the skies, who knows if they're going to slip in a couple of armed ones? You know, like plausible deniability. Like, oh look, those, those are surveillance drones. That's all there is. And then they slip in some armed ones for drug raids or, you know. Yeah, that will be the next. Well, they'll, they'll throw in an armed one going yeah. against, the, you know, a drug cartel or something. Yeah, and they'll say, oh, it's just this once. You know, the rest of them are surveillance, but just this once we're going to have an armed drone. And then it's another time and another time. I just don't like the word drone. Yeah. Well, see, I, I kind of like it because it expresses the controversy of it. You know, people hear about drones, they're like, oh, that, that sounds bad. What are these drones? Like robots that are going to come kill us? Well, I don't know how accurate this is, but did you read that Obama was actually um, signed in and put his hand on MLK's? Oh, yeah, I Bible? did. I saw, I actually, I specifically watched the signing in so I could see if he did it or not. He had like... The Lincoln Bible and then the MLK Bible. So his hand was actually still on the Lincoln Bible, but the MLK Bible was underneath it. And uh, I heard a really uh, funny but tragic joke uh, about that. It's like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream, Obama had a drone. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that sounds like kind of sacrilege to use, I mean... Yeah, an advocate you know, of nonviolence, you know. A historic anything... I mean, um, let's go to the extreme and say, um, you know, Saddam Hussein had gotten Jesus's blanket that he died in and got inaugurated at, with that. that yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's an extreme, but yeah, is but it yeah. sacrilege to you know use something from somebody else who has a different vision than you? Yeah, it should go with you know the spirit of what that person had. You know, if if you have a similar vision to them and you're honoring that, then you know. Well, and that's why he used it is because he wants to present this idea that he's fulfilling the dream of Martin Luther King, you know, which in some ways you could argue he is, you know, the first black president, you know. Well, I mean, he was he's half white. So in the first term, what was he a white man? <laughs> and now hopefully he comes back as that badass black Chicago guy <laughs> who just don't take nothing from nobody. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But in the meantime, it's yeah, there's a lot of controversy over like someone who is is signing uh 
death orders for drone attacks to put their hand on the MLK Bible as a swearing-in ceremony. Yep. So, all right. We'll Back see. to the Sierra Club. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on that for a second term. Yeah. See if he lives up to MLK's uh, dream. Yeah, it's like... Sierra Club's board of directors endorses act of peaceful civil disobedience. This is intense. This is a non-profit organization advocating for the environment who have never, like, advocated in anything but the legal ways, right? I yeah. mean, they've always did it on the side of, like, lawyers and the side of the system. Yeah. So for them to say that we really need to do civil disobedience to stop this is very, very intense. Yeah, and it's a sign of just how serious the problem they're addressing is, you know, because their, their first response to things isn't to do, like, civil disobedience. It's to write letters, do research, lobby, you know, petitions, that sort of thing. So this article was written by Michael Brun, the executive director of the Sierra Club. Um, I'm just going to paraphrase some it. Next month, the Sierra Club will officially participate in an act of peaceful civil resistance. We will be following in the hollowed footsteps of Thoreau, who first articulated the principles of civil disobedience 44 years before John Muir founded the Sierra Club. Some of you might wonder what took us so long. Others might wonder whether John Muir is sitting up in his grave. In fact, John Muir had both a deep appreciation for Thoreau and a powerful sense of right and wrong. And it's the issue of right versus wrong that has brought the Sierra Club to this unprecedented decision. We have a clear understanding of the crisis. We have solutions. What we don't have is time. We cannot afford to wait, and neither can President Obama. So if you would like to read the complete article, again, you're going to have to get our newsletter, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Yeah, or and this... This protest is for the Keystone XL pipeline, and I'm actually going to go to this uh, demonstration. Uh, it's coming up in February, and uh, it's over President's Day weekend. I haven't been to D.C. in years. You know, I've been to protests in D.C. before, but not in years. But, you know, climate change is such an important issue that, you know, I agree. We need to do something about it. And I'm glad to see Sierra Club on the ball with that. All right, let's see what other news we have uh, <laughs> I was going to say on the ball, but this is on the boobs. <laughs> yeah. Victoria's Secret will soon offer non-toxic bras for a change. Uh, they're going to make their bras le less toxic by 2020. Oh, wait. Stop there for a second. They're going to make them less toxic by 2020. Yeah. <laughs> what is today's date? I, I think it's 2013, you know. So right now, women are wearing toxic bras yeah and will be for the next seven years apparently it's like <laughs> if they only shop there there's other places i'm sure that already have non-toxics <laughs> yeah, like, what kind of statement is that why would victor i mean they're basically admitting they're selling toxic bras yeah and they will phase in the non-toxic ones yeah over the course of seven years <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> well maybe it'll take them that long to sell off the ones they've currently got <laughs> so yeah Great for your boobs, great for the planet. <laughs> Indeed. All right, let's see other news. Uh, death from above. Chicago's bird casualties offer clues on climate change. Because of its location on migratory routes, Chicago's skyline kills more birds than any other in the country. Navigating by the stars and hungry after flights from as far away as Peru, the birds arrive on Lake Michigan's shoreline in search of food. 
There, the twinkling city and its canyons become a death trap. Yeah, there's apparently one particular building that they don't turn the lights off at night and that they get five to 6,000 birds kill themselves. Yeah, the know. birds hit him. Yeah. Other buildings have shut their lights off at night during the migratory time. Yeah. And so the scientists are actually getting the birds, the dead ones, and then, you know, um, testing them, you know, not only for chemicals, um, but also counting, you know, it's like a, a giant bird count. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like you wouldn't get approval for that as as a study, but since it's, it's happening, like, let's go kill five thousand birds. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd get. They wouldn't give you that approval, but since it's happening, they can examine the the bodies and right. say, well, and understand they, more about climate change and migratory patterns, and and then they're seeing that you know certain species are starting to die off because, and then other species are increasing, and that's based on climate change. You know, yeah, they can see. So it's an interesting study. If you'd like to see more about that study, of course, um, you're going to have to get our newsletter. Yeah. I can't read these long links on the air. You know? Yeah. Uh, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. How to respond to people who say cold weather disapproves global warming? Well, the quick way is to just say whatever. <laughs> it's like, well, my thing is like, do I have to prove to you of gravity? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and they're like, what? You know, that's my response. And, yeah. You know, they, they don't get it. But... Um, essentially, yes, it's cold. It's winter. Yeah, it's winter. <laughs> just, winter happens. <laughs> just like, now, um, on average, this winter has been two degrees warmer than any other winter in history. Yeah. But it's still cold. Yeah, and there's still moments where it gets really cold, you know. Yeah, or really hot. I mean, yeah, really hot, yeah. What was it like? It was 71 degrees a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, we forget already. It's just like, um... But, yeah, I mean, if we notice that we still get in the same weather patterns, they're just more extreme. Yeah. I mean, in the winter, we used to get warm days in the winter in yeah. the 50s. Now they're in the 60s or, you know, 71. Um, and we still get cold days, but they're colder than usual. Yeah. You know, so we still get that same weather pattern. It's just each time it's a little more extreme. So. Yeah. But we're Americans. We like things extreme. <laughs> extreme weather yes. brought to you by America. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah. yeah well, well, it's it's hey, basically it's like you should say worldwide extreme weather brought to you by America. Yeah. I mean, it's basically it's really a simple answer of, you know, we still have seasonal cycles. They're sort of disrupted now, but uh, you know, Winter, you know, we have warmer summers and warmer winters. It's like there are still cold moments in winter because we haven't totally turned the planet into Venus yet. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Treesong. That'll never happen. It'll <laughs> never be 71 degrees in the middle of winter. Yeah, <laughs> that'll never happen. All right, let's see. Some other news. Uh, no bad apples. Grocery store cuts waste and costs by selling imperfect fruit. Uh, on the surface, it's a common display. A bin of apples with a sale sign greets customers. Um, but beneath the surface, they are having, uh, you know, they're having more, imper you know, imperfect apples, so-called. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they they have a, they're basically seeing to see if we will buy smaller apples, apples with blemishes on them and that sort of thing so that they don't waste them. Well, you can't sell an apple that's not like a red apple unless it's 40% or more red. Yeah. If it's 37% red, and yeah, they do measure that. Yeah, and then they won't qual they won't classify it as the fancy grade apple. You know, you it says fancy on the apples. No, <laughs> and they don't call it fancy unless it's got 40% red. Right, and then it becomes like cattle feed or, you know, they make 
something. What apple cider or yeah, I don't know, um, apple fruit salad or not um, cereal or something. It goes into something else. Yeah. So. Yeah, but now they're putting them out there just to see if people will buy them. So, um, last month the Natural Resources Defense Council released a survey of farmers that indicated. Sometimes as much as 30% of fresh produce doesn't make it off the farm <laughs> yeah. because it doesn't qualify under our current system as perfect. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, well, waste, however, is... That's cosmetically perfect. Yeah, cosmetically perfect. It still tastes the same, you know. Well, usually it tastes better. Have you <laughs> yeah. ever ate, like, a wild apple? They looked horrible. <laughs> Besides, unless you get a crab apple, then they taste horrible too. <laughs> yeah. Well, they taste sour. But if you get a wild, sweeter apple, then yeah, they look kind of gnarly on the outside. Yeah, but they like they look really horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all like crinkled and like have a lot of crevices and yeah. But oh, they taste so good. So well, and one of the things this is something that can help with ecology, but one of the things that's driving it is that waste is not cheap. The uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates that supermarkets lose $15 billion each year in fruit and vegetable losses alone. Now, see, that's a good example of how you can save money and uh, have a lighter ecological footprint. Just don't waste as much. Right. Well, it seems like, um, you know, they go through and sort, and if something has, like, a slight blemish, it should go into the second spin for one more day. Yeah. I mean, there's businesses that do that. They sell day-old bread. Yeah, day-old bread, day-old produce. Their, their whole business is, you know, that. Yeah. And so. And then there's some people who still won't buy it, but there's others who will, and they'll, yeah. you know, maybe get a better deal on it. Or... Well, especially, I mean, like, if I'm going to go can a bunch of apples, I want the ones that are right on the verge of, like, falling apart and not rotten, but <laughs> yeah. on the verge of not wanting to eat them because they have a lot more taste. Yeah. You know, and you're going to cut them up anyway, so cut a couple bad spots off isn't, like, extreme labor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's better to get ones that well, – I mean, we used to do that. We actually have an orchard uh, near my place, and we would get the the ones that they couldn't sell. They actually called them canning apples. Oh, yeah. And you can get a bin, and a bin is 40 bushels, and it was, like – I want to say it was, like, $80. <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at $2 a bushel for apples. It was like two or three dollars a bushel. Yeah, and a bushel is pretty big. Yeah, I mean it's like forty to fifty pounds of apples. Yeah, and we bought them not only for us to eat, but also to feed our animals in the winter. Yeah, and we would just fill up a couple of old deep freezes not plugged in, and store them, and they would last till February unless we got extreme cold weather. Uh, yeah, you know, so we had fresh apples all through the winter almost. <laughs> so that's how you do it. Yep. So all right, should we mention some holidays? Today we're today is National Speak Up and Succeed Day, or Shut Up and Don't Succeed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, the rest of the year is Shut Up and Don't Succeed, and today is Speak Up and Succeed Day. You know, it might get you fired, but you know that will be a success. Yeah. Because you will have changed your life to for the better. So, it's also a Room of One Owns Day. Of, and it's the anniversary of that um, funny personal computer, the Macintosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just talking about apples, and that's the anniversary <laughs> of the Macintosh. <laughs> that works out well. Oh, and I'm having technical difficulties okay. over here. Tomorrow is the anniversary of the dental drill. It's also the birthday of Douglas MacArthur. <laughs> um, Sunday is Mozart Day. 
and Thomas Crapper Day. Now that's a balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, isn't he, isn't it true? Isn't he the inventor of the flush toilet? I think like, so. Because that's one of those things where everyone assumes it's an urban legend, you know, you with know. a name like that. But I that, don't know if it is or not. But I think he is actually the inventor of the so like, toilet. Today is you the can, day of, like, the mind and the back. Yes. Or, you know, the lower end. <laughs> yeah. So if, if anyone wants to email us and correct us on that, they can feel free. But Sunday is also the anniversary that Auschwitz was liberated. And it's the day of remembrance for victims of Nazism in Germany and Holocaust Memorial Day in the UK. Yeah, and it's it's very important to remember and observe those uh, days because it's easy to forget later. You know, 50, 60 years later, some people forget, but yeah. we must remember in order to prevent it from happening again. Well, the United Nations have set aside Sunday as the International Day of Commemoration in Memory of the victims of the Holocaust. Yeah. So, and it's Crapper Day <laughs> and Mozart Day. So there's a balance. <laughs> there's a balance, you yeah. Know, there's a balance. It all connects in some strange way. <laughs> Monday is Fun at Work Day. Oh, hopefully every day is Fun at Work Day. Well, but... it's also the anniversary of the Challenger space shuttle explosion. Oh, yeah. So that wasn't a Fun at Work Day. Nah. So, I mean, again, there's balance. Tuesday is Curmudgeon's Day <laughs> and Freethinker's Day. Again, balance. I know I know people who celebrate Curmudgeon's Day every day. It's just like Wednesday is in, inane answering machine message day. Thursday is bubble wrap appreciation day. Alright. Thursday is also inspire your heart with the arts day. So Friday, usually we don't mention Friday because that's, you know, our next week. Oh, but yeah. I want people to prepare for this one because next Friday is Working Naked Day. <laughs> working Naked Day. So Song and I might have to, no, I don't know if we want to think about that. <laughs> but um, we'll tell people we're We'll tell people naked. we are. We're, we might get kicked out of the station if it's we are. It's <laughs> like, it doesn't say how naked, yeah. but no matter what, even a little bit for me would, like, run us out of the station. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm back in the technological loop, so I have the rest of the holidays and happenings here. All right. Time for happenings. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, should we mention the Rice and Spice Cookbook? Yeah. Mention I... that. It's the Rice and Spice Cookbook. Uh, we mention the Rice and Spice dinners a lot on here, and uh, the Rice and Spice Cookbook is out like now. three and a half years or something. It started in May, you know, the May 8th storm, the Rice and Spice International dinners. Yeah. And so, slow food dinner... And so, after so many years of having a lot of internationals cook, got together a cookbook of a lot of the different recipes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Unfortunately, so even... I would say the best cooks don't use recipes. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I'm not saying that they're the worst recipes in the cookbook, <laughs> but there's some funny ones, like yeah. how to boil a potato. That's my favorite. <laughs> no, there's Step some one, really good... the potato. <laughs> there's some really good recipes. Yeah. Like my favorite is Moroccan. There's a whole mi dinner menu from Morocco. Yeah. I mean, the best way to learn is to come to the dinners, but, you know, they try to do what they can to recreate them on paper. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole point is it's a slow food dinner. People cook and eat and clean together, so... Yeah, it's, like, it's the opposite of fast food. Yeah, so the cookbook, a chance for you to recreate a slow food dinner on your own. Yes. 
All right, I'm excited about this one, uh, Fracking the Heartland. This You're is... excited about Fracking the Heartland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm excited about a presentation explaining oh, oh, and okay. critiquing Fracking the Heartland. I was just like, I was like, Tree Song, you surprised me. You were wondering for a second there. I switched sides. Uh, but yeah, fracking. By now, you've probably heard the term, especially if you listen to this show. But you may not know what it is, where it's happening, or why everyone's talking about it. So on next Wednesday, January 30th at 7 p.m., Barb McCasson with the Shawnee Group Sierra Club will answer questions. Uh, she's presenting Fracking the Heartland, a comprehensive explanation of the process in which large quantities of water, sand, and chemicals are injected into a well at high pressure to allow natural gas to freely flow to the surface. Now, what could possibly go wrong with that? A bunch of toxic chemicals put in water and injected in the ground. She will explore the toxic chemicals, their impacts on local water supplies, wastewater treatment, and air pollution. These are some of the potential dangers that fracking poses to local communities and the environment. And this is part of the Be the Change series going on over at Guy House. All year at Guy House, there's going to be special events of a social justice, environmental, and spiritual nature. Uh, you can go to rguyhouse.org for more info. Once again, that's Wednesday at 7 p.m. at Guy House, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Another event happening at Gaia House is Soul Talk on Sunday, January 27th at 3 p.m. This is an empowering hour of enlightening your true self. This is a new topic each Sunday, which revolves around nurturing your body, mind, and spirit. This Sunday at 3 p.m. at Gaia House. Okay, let's see. What else have we got going on? The, uh, the Vigil for Peace. It's going on at noon to 1 p.m. on the corner of Maine and Illinois in Carbondale. They've been doing that for years now. They are bearing witness to the costs of war and holding out hope for peace. And that's brought to you by the Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois. Um, new event going through the winter is the Winter Farmer's Market, Saturday, 9 until 1 at the Thomas School. There's uh, greens and vegetables still growing because... Greens grow through the winter. They slow down when it gets really cold, but then they pop back up and start growing again. So, yes. All right. All right, let's see. What do we have next? Uh, oh, yeah. We've got rice and spice. Uh, rice and spice. Do we have a theme this week for rice and spice? Uh, soups. Soups. Isn't it? it it's kind of cold. <laughs> so yes. Like, or, you know. Stuff that makes you hot. How about that? <laughs> Foods that make you hot. <laughs> yeah. Soups and spicy stuff. Yes. Come and, up. you know, the cook. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up at Rice and Spice tonight at Sky House, starting at 6 p.m., 913 South Illinois. Also on Fridays at Guy House, every Friday is the open mic night, Fridays at 7 p.m. This is a coffee house meets living room environment. Everyone is invited. It's always a hoot because you never know what's going to happen. So, yes. All right. We do have a few newsletter extras. If you get our newsletter, one of them is a review of the new documentary, We Steal Secrets, which is about WikiLeaks. Yes. <laughs> so if you would like to get our newsletter, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. I hope that was inciting. I, <laughs> I didn't get completely bored. Yeah. It was exciting, informative, entertaining. Really? <laughs> I didn't get all that. All right. We'll see you again on the radio next week. Stay warm. 
Yeah, stay warm yeah. out there. Don't get too warm because that means global warming really kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy the cold weather. How about that? Instead? Enjoy it while it lasts. It's <laughs> just like.